Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Are you glad you are in church? Have you not been visited already? I was telling Pastor Prince, maybe we should just be led by the Spirit and close the service. Because Pastor Emmett took us to another level. Let's put our hands together for that beautiful ministration. Shall we please be seated in God's presence? Amen. What a church. What a people. Amen. Put your hands together for yourselves. I love everything in this place. Amen. I love everything in this place. Your sound, the atmosphere, the setting, the music, your ushers. Oh, clap for yourselves. Amen. Amen. And I want to celebrate God for the life of your pastor, who is also my friend. Amen. Yeah. I got introduced to him by Pastor Prince, whom I've known for a very long time. And he told me that is his brother. And I can see that he's just a brother. Amen. Yeah, his, his heart is full of love, open, very receptive, and very kind. You have a very wonderful pastor. Let's put our hands together for him. Very wonderful pastor. And like they say, behind every successful man. Uh-huh. So let's put our hands together and celebrate Lady Thema. Very beautiful woman of God. Amen. It's wonderful to be with you. Amen. And I'm glad that God has given us the privilege to be here. And I trust that our time here will be a time of knowing God, a time of learning from God, a time of becoming all that God will have us become. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Pastor Prince, once again, thank you for the relationship. Amen. Okay. I came from Kumasi and we also have a branch church here. Some of my uh, leaders are also here. Please, I can see some of you there. Stand, let the church acknowledge you. God richly bless you. God bless you for coming. Amen. Praise God. Lift up your right hand with me as a point of contact with the Holy Spirit. And ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you tonight. Ask him 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 to speak to you tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We bless you, Spirit of God. It's unto you we have gathered. It's unto you we have assembled. In this season of showers of blessing, pour down your rain upon us. Lord, let the heavens be open. Bring us your word, your timely word. Bring us your word, your seasonal word. Lord, in this conference, let no one return the same. I yield my members, my thoughts, my emotions, every part of my being, I yield it completely to you. Possess my mind, possess my soul, possess my spirit. Lord, use me as a vessel of honor. Let your mercy be abundant unto me. Let grace be released unusually. And let our turns be given. Thank you that no one is returning the same. As your word goes forward, let the sick be healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. For you sent forth your word and the word hidden. And delivered them from all distractions. Let your word bring deliverance today. Let your word bring liberty today. Let your word bring direction today. Let your word set the captive free. And be glorified in this service. In Jesus, much less name and the sins of God shouted an amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I'll be teaching on 
The blessing of the Lord make it rich. Somebody say the blessing of the Lord. Say the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow with it. That can be found in Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord is so vital in the times we live in. The Bible said, if you walk in the spirit, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. One of the things you need to be very conscious of in the last days and in these times is the blessing of the Lord. In the last days, the economic situation in the nations of the world shall be hotter and hotter. And those who understand the blessing and know how to appropriate it are the only people who can win in spite of the storms. And that's why I believe that this revelation will position you for a lifetime of unending exploits. Can somebody give me an amen? Amen. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow with it. Riches and wealth is something that everybody cares about. Praise God. Even those who pretend money is not important talk about money even in their dreams. Money is very, very important. God never denounces the need for money. God knows and understands our need for it. In fact, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was speaking, verse 32. He said, for your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of these things. Money is one of those things God says we have need of. And money comes to us in the world in two principal ways. Money will either come to you on the platform of labor or on the platform of favor. Praise God. Everybody walks into wealth on two major platforms. Now those who walk into wealth essentially on the platform of labor. And so in the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verse 4 to 5. He says, labor not to be rich. Cease from thy own wisdom. Verse 4. He says, "Would thou set thy eyes upon that which is not. For riches, do, rich, riches certainly make themselves wings and they fly away. Praise God. So there is labor that can bring you wealth. Labor, hard work can bring a man into wealth. Praise God. The book of Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11. He says, wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. But he that gathereth by labor shall increase. So you can gather by labor. You can also gather by favor. Praise God. And tonight I'll be speaking to you on gathering by favor. Praise God. Gathering by favor. And that is how the blessing works. When God enriches you with his blessings, you gather by favor and not just by labor. Now see somebody changing you are moving from one realm of favor to another. Amen. Can somebody give me a louder amen? amen? The psalmist spoke in the book of Psalm 30 verse 5 to 6. He says, for that your anger, for thy anger endureth but for a moment. In thy favor is life. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Verse 6, he says, by thy favor, in my prosperity, I said, I shall not be moved. But thy, by thy favor, thou hast caused my mountain to stand tall. Praise God. In my favor, I said, I shall not be moved. 
but in my prosperity I said I shall not be moved but thy favor thou hast caused my mountain to stand tall praise God all through scripture if you look at men who commanded supernatural wealth they were product of God's blessings you walk from Genesis all the way down into the prophet books into the poetry books all of it you see it clearly the history books, you see it. Man came into great substance on the wings of divine blessings. The Bible talks about the man, Adam. The first thing God did for Adam, that established him in uncommon wealth, was the blessing of the Lord. The Bible said, let us make man after our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. The Bible said, and God made man after his image and after his likeness. God created male, female, created Edom. And God blessed them, Genesis 1.28. And God said, be fruitful. God blessed them and God said, be fruitful. When God blessed Adam, Adam became blessed. Praise God. The first man to have a zoo in his own house was Adam. Every kind of animal was in Adam's house. Praise God. All kinds of animals. And all of them were under control, including snakes. Praise God. He was so blessed, he had no need. He lived in a house underneath which was gold. The Bible said, and the gold in that garden was good. Praise God. Adam was blessed with good gold. I see someone coming to that realm. We see Adam, God bless Noah. But for us in the New Testament, one particular person that God will have us learn so much from is a man, Abraham. In the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14, the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having been made a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is every man that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith, that we might obtain the promise of the Spirit through Christ Jesus. He said, The blessing, somebody say the blessing. The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Now, when you look at Abraham, God has a lot to say to us about him. In the book of Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. Isaiah 51, verse 1. He says, Ye that follow after righteousness. Hearken unto me, ye that follow after righteousness. Then he said, Ye that seek the Lord. Look unto Abraham, your father. And look unto Sarah that bear thee. For, verse 2, he said, For I called him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. Look unto him. Now, the word look there means pattern your life after him. Praise God. Look intently. Look to learn from him. He says, look unto Abraham for I called him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. When you come to verse 3, he tells you the reason why he's telling you to look unto Abraham. Because he said, for the Lord will comfort Zion. In other words, whatever I did to make Abraham comfortable, I want to do the same for you. But I can't do the same for you until you have looked unto him. He said, look unto him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. 
he will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden. And a desert like the garden of the Lord. And you remember the garden of the Lord? The garden of the Lord is the garden where every good thing was found. He said he will make a wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Can somebody say an amen? amen? Now, so we need to look unto Abraham. In the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. He was talking and he says, do not be slothful. But be ye followers of them. Now, there he made it poor. But when you go to verse 13, he singled Abraham out again. He said, do, do not be slothful, but be ye followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Then when you go to verse 13, for when God made the promise to Abraham, because he could swear by none greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely in blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. Then the Bible said, and so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Praise God. When God made the promise to Abraham, he made a promise to him. And when you go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, we see the promise. God comes to Abraham at age 75. He said, Abraham, get thee out of thy father's house, out of the country, and go unto a land which I will show you. For in that land, I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. So here he's saying, God called Abraham, and God blessed Abraham. And he says, we are to look unto him, because the same way God called him, he's also called us. Has God called us? Hasn't he called somebody here? He says, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. And I've ordained you to bring forth fruit. The same way God picked Abraham from an idolatrous nation. God also chose us. We who were not the people. Who were not without mercy. Today we have obtained mercy. The Bible said we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. A people that he has called out of darkness. That we might show forth the praises of him. Who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, God has an agenda for calling you. Praise God. And that agenda cannot be fulfilled without empowering you with great substance. Praise God. God has always been concerned about the welfare of his people. Particularly as it has to do with the economic empowerment of his people. Unbelievers and the world will have us believe that money should not be a subject we talk about in church. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. The same grace that brought us salvation is also the same grace that brought us empowerment for wealth. The Bible talks about Titus 2 verse 11 and 12. He says, the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness we should live soberly and righteously in this world. So, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. He says, and God is able to make all grace. Somebody say all grace. He said, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. Now listen, the same grace that brought salvation is the same grace that also empowers you to abound in every way. And I see that grace released upon you in this conference. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Now, grace is God's ability over your weakness. You look at yourself, you look at your background, you look at your certificate, you look at the job you do, and it doesn't look like you can walk into any amount of wealth. But watch yourself in the next three months. Watch yourself before the year ends. Watch yourself before we transition into 2019. And you see how good God has been unto you. Can somebody give me an amen here? So we are talking about the blessing empowering for wealth. He said the blessing maketh rich and has no sorrow with it. All through scripture. There's nobody who experienced a blessing and lacked. Praise God. Not one. Everybody that walked in blessing also experienced supernatural wealth. Praise God. When Adam was blessed, he was not in lack. Praise God. He was so glorious that there was no nakedness around him until sin came. Praise God. Adam was decorated with honor. When Abraham came on the scene, the Bible said Abraham left out of Egypt. And he was very rich. Very rich. I prophesy to someone you will be very rich. When they are talking about rich people, they won't count without you. Amen. Can somebody give me an amen? I believe in amen here. Amen. Give me a louder amen here. Amen. When Abraham was blessed, the Bible said of him in Genesis 29 verse, Genesis 24 verse 1. The Bible said Abraham was old, well stricken in age. Somebody say well stricken in age. Abraham was old, well stricken in age. And the Lord have blessed him in all things. All things. All things. Listen, I like it when I read the Bible and it talks about all things, all things, all things, all things, all things. The Bible said, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and our Father, of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. According as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Again, Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He said, if God did not spare his own son, but gave him up freely unto us, how shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? Somebody say, I receive all things. Say, I receive all things. You see, religion will let you receive salvation without receiving the blessings that accompany salvation. Praise God. Salvation was only to give you access into everything that a relationship with God makes available to man. But unfortunately, in our times, we have just limited ourselves. It's like uh, entering into the Holy of Holies. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, it gives you access into the outer court. Praise God. Outer court. That's why it says, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter. Enter his gaze with thanksgiving. Salvation brings you into the gate. But having been brought into the gate, you need to take a step further. It is by entering into the inner court and into the most holy, the holiest of all places. That's where we get the best, the manner. That God fed his people with. That is a place where we receive the best of God. And I see the very best of God come to you in this conference. I see the best of God come to someone in this conference. Give me a believing amen here. Amen. 
experience wealth. He sent his servant to go. You know, sometimes you can talk about your wealth. But by the time other people are also talking about it. Praise God. It's one thing to say I'm rich. It's another thing when people say he's a very rich man. Praise God. Abraham sent a servant to go look for a wife. For his son Isaac. Eliezer. And Eliezer went into the house of Laban. Ready to look for a wife. Went to the house of uh, uh, Abraham's uncle. Looking for a wife. The Bible said when he went there. He gave a testimony. Genesis 24 verse 35. 24 24 one tells us. Abraham was old, well stricken in age, and God had blessed him in all things. So, the blessing translated into wealth. And we see that in verse 35. Go to verse 35. The Bible said, when he came there, he told them, he said, the Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. Some of the translation says he has become very rich. In fact, the good news in particular says, God has blessed my master greatly, and he has become very rich. And then he went a step further to describe the details of his wealth. He said he's become great, and he had given him. Somebody says he's given him. He had not earned it. God had given him. Listen, from this conference, God will give you things you can earn. I said God will give you things you cannot earn. In the mighty name of Jesus. God had given him. He said he had given him flocks, heads, silver, gold, men servant, maid servant, camels, and asses. He had given him. Praise God. God had given him. The same blessing located his biological son Isaac. The Bible said, and Isaac, there was famine in the land like it was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac prepared himself to go. God appeared unto him and said, Isaac departed not to any place. Then he dwelt in the land. Genesis 26 verse 12. Isaac dwelt in the land and sowed in the land. And in that same year, the Bible said, the Lord blessed him. And increased him. Now, go to verse 13 for me. Go to verse 13. And give me the New King James Version. He said, verse, the New King James, please. Good. He began to prosper. Somebody said he began to prosper. Isaac was blessed and he began to prosper and went prospering until he became very prosperous. I see you walking in that dimension of prosperity. I said, I see you walking in that dimension of prosperity. He began to prosper. Somebody's beginning to, of prosperity is starting with this conference. After this conference, God will give you links. That will bring you into unusual dimension of prosperity. In the mighty name of Jesus. He began to prosper. And continued prospering. Until he became very prosperous. Another man who experienced a blessing. Was David. Somebody say David. David. I was reflecting on Psalm 21 today. And I was amazed at what. The king had to say. Psalm 21, the New King James Version. Psalm 21, verse 1 to 6. He says, The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and your salvation. How greatly shall he rejoice? Verse 2. 
He says, you have given him his heart desire. May God give you a heart desire. And you have not withheld the request of his lips. Verse 3. For you meet him with blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. Now, I can't imagine a person wearing golden crown. Like pure gold. Like something. Praise God. I was, I was, I visited a widow yesterday and uh, this is a fresh widow. <laughs> a very fresh one. <laughs> and apparently the husband died and when the husband died, they couldn't get to, uh, before he fell sick and died in the process and before he left Ghana for treatment, he removed his rings and everything and left it. So, uh, when he died, they buried him there. They didn't bring him here. So, the rings, his ring and her ring are with her. And under normal circumstances, I understand that they would have buried the rings together with the body. Uh, so, yesterday, Avisa and she was asking me what to do with the rings. And she was thinking of selling the ring because it's goody. <laughs> and I said, Really? <laughs> I don't think that is uh, appropriate. Praise God. But I just said that to illustrate. Somebody has a golden ring and ready to sell to make money. If somebody is wearing a golden crown, you can imagine because a golden crown obviously will weigh much more than a golden ring. But this one was ready to part it. David had a golden golden crown placed upon his head. Let's go to verse 4 quickly. Verse 4. He said, he asked for life. Please follow it because I won't have the time to go through it when I get into the meat of my mess. He asked life from you and you gave it for him. Length of days forever and ever. Verse 5. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you placed upon him. Now look at verse 6. You have made him most blessed forever. My prayer for you in this conference is that you will be most blessed forever. May you be most blessed forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, you have made the most blessed forever. Most blessed. How did this blessing translate? Second Chronicles gives us an account. First Chronicles 28, 29 verse 26 to 28. It tells us. Second, First Chronicles 29 verse 26. And David, the son of Jesse, Reign over all Israel. Verse 27. And the period that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. 70 years he reigned in Hebron. And 33 years he reigned in Jerusalem. Verse number. So he died in a good old old age. Let's read that together. He died in a good old Full of riches and he says he died in a good old age. You won't die before your time. One effect of the blessing is that it elongates your days. You will not labor for others to come and eat. You will not build for others to inhabit. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. He died in a good old age. Full of days, riches and honor. Praise God. Not many people get to live like that. Died in a good old age, 
full of days, riches and honor. It's almost the same as Genesis 24 verse 1 when he said, Abraham died in a good old age. Full, he said, we're stricken in age. New King James says, advanced in years. And the Lord had blessed him in all things. I've always said in our church that if you will live long and be poor, die early. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you will live long and be poor, die early. Praise God. Yeah, because you see, when you live long and you are poor, you are a But when you live long and you are rich, you are a blessing. I see you die in a blessing. Give me a belief in the amen. Seventy-five. Then you be sending, uh, be calling and asking for mobile money. Cause you won't send them a kakra Now that kind of kakra will not be your portion. In your old age, you'll be building houses. In your old age, you'll be dashing houses. In the mighty name of Jesus. The, son, the Bible says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. He said, they that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. He said, he shall bring forth fruit in their old age to show that the Lord is upright. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Another person who experienced a blessing and also walked in wealth was a man, Joe. Somebody say, Joe. Satan is known in scripture as the deceiver and the father of all lies. But for once, when the wealth of Job comes into display, Satan begins to say the truth. For once, Satan spoke the truth. Praise God. In the book of Job chapter 1, the Bible gives us an account of who Job is. Said there was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. A man who feared God and eschewed evil. Then the Bible gives us an account about the details of his work. Do we have the uh, New Living Translation? NLT. If you have it, you can project it for me. From verse 2, the Bible said he had seven sons. Verse verse 2. He had seven sons and three daughters born to him. He owned 7,000 sheep. Somebody say 7,000 sheep. Say 7,000 sheep. Say it loud that 7,000 sheep. You won't have one company. I said you will not have one company. He had 7,000 sheep. Then he had 3,000 camels. 500 teams of asin. 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was in fact the richest person in that entire area. Job's wealth. Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When their celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job will purify his children. He will get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said, perhaps they may have sinned against the Lord. Praise God. Job was so blessed that his children, all of them had their houses. Praise God. You won't grow and share a house with your children. Amen. One of the things I started telling some of our church members early 
is that when you are building a house, don't build it for you and your children. Praise God. When you are building a house, when I'm building a house, I'll only be building for me and my wife because we are the only people who live in the house forever. Praise God. As for my children, by the time they are even old, that house, the plan and the architecture will not be the kind they may want. Praise God. David, Job built houses for all his children. All of them. And they could take turns and party. Party one after. This year, before the year, and there will be party in your house. I said there will be party in your house. Your little boy says, I want a birthday party. It's become war. <laughs> Praise God. Because of money. You go out and you not come back home that day. That shall not be your testimony. <laughs> I said that shall not be your testimony. <laughs> Job's house was different. Every week, every month there was a party. In this coming month, there will be party all the way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wedding after wedding. Baby dedication after baby dedication. Birthday after birthday. In the mighty name of Jesus. Songs of joy and celebration. Shall be in your habitation. Somebody shout a believing amen. Quickly before I close tonight. What happens? When God empowers you. For riches. The Bible said, the blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow with it. It's important we understand it because, you see, I, maybe my assignment in this conference may just be to whet your appetite for the blessing. Yeah. If I succeed at whetting your appetite and building your faith and positioning you to a, to a place where you desire nothing but the blessing, then I'm sure I would have done my time with you. Amen. Praise God. Because I saw in scripture somebody weep, not because he didn't have a job, not because he didn't have a degree, but because he missed out on the blessing. I saw somebody cry out passionately, oh God, bless me indeed. Enlarge my cause. Let the hand be upon me that I may not cause pain. Now, I saw a man struggle with an angel all through the night. And one thing was what he was asking for. He said, I have been my father willed his property to me. My father gave me the birthright. But there's still something lacking in my life and they call it the blessing. People were desperate about the blessing. But I don't see we as hungry for the blessing as much as men of the Old Testament were. People would do just anything for the blessing. One day, a man by the name of Solomon went to offer a sacrifice. Something he could have just used one bull. He decided he would use a thousand bull. Why? Because he knew that he, he had to provoke something unusual on his life. By the time this conference is over, somebody will provoke an irrevocable blessing over your life. A blessing that will outlive your lineage. A blessing that will go beyond your lineage. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible talks about, it says in the book of Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. It said, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. That delighted greatly in his commandment. He said, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. There is something called generational blessing. 
we have been exposed so much to generational curses that we have not been properly tutored in generational blessings. I've not come to preach down on generational curses. As real as they are, they are not superior to generational blessings. The Bible said, I will bless thee and everyone who blesses you shall be blessed. And everyone that curses you shall be cursed. You see, within the blessing is an insurance against the blessing. Praise God. When you are blessed, you don't pray against curses. Within the blessing is an, a defense against curses. Praise God. I will bless you and everyone who blesses you is blessed. Everyone who ever speak evil against you shall also be brought down. Listen, you are more blessed than you think. I said the things that are on your side are much more than the things that are against you. Can somebody give me a belief in amen? amen? What happens when God enriches you with his blessings? When God enriches you with his blessings, number one, you enjoy riches without sorrow. Somebody say riches without sorrow. Say riches without sorrow. Say riches without sorrow. Listen, to have a lessons and not be able to drive is riches without sorrow. To have so much that you have capacity to eat anything you can pay for any kind of food. But doctors have regulated your appetite. They tell you what you can eat, what you cannot eat. That is riches with sorrow. Praise God. Praise God. And there are many people like that. Riches with sorrow. He says, the blessing of the Lord, when it empowers you for wealth, it comes without sorrow. I've told you, you can be rich without the blessing. Praise God. I've told you that. Because it's clear, you can labor to be rich. And the difference will be very clear. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, he says, For godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Then he says, Having food and raiment, let us be there with content." Then he said, but they that will be rich without the blessing. You need to understand that because when you go on later in this same verse, the implication for the blessing is there. So here, the kind of people you are talking about, this is a particular scripture. They have used it to beat our quest for supernatural empowerment. And they tell us we should, having food and raiment is enough. Listen, having food and raiment is not enough. The liabilities and the challenges in our times, having food and raiment is not enough. You cannot be asking for what you can eat and what will meet you and your family needs. You need to ask for something more. The Bible said God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. So if you don't have all sufficiency, you can't abound in every good work. Can somebody hear what I'm, somebody hear what I'm talking about? So he says, but those who will be rich by all means without the blessing. The Bible said they fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hateful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Now the King James says, he said, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Which why some having coveted after have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Have you seen that? 
Have you seen many sorrows? So, when you pursue wealth without the blessing, and maybe hopefully tomorrow I will show you how to pursue the blessing. Praise God. Because a lot of people are just, they are are just looking for money. But there's something more important than money. Praise God. They call it the blessing. The blessing is way, 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 way higher. Within the blessing is money. But money, blessing is not in money. But within the blessing is money. Praise God. He says, they fear themselves through with many sorrows. Many sorrows. As a pastor, I've heard a horrible story. I, I once lived with a man, very wealthy. Very, very wealthy man. Very wealthy man. But I was living with him as a tenant. I could sleep and snore and snore and snore. He couldn't sleep. Praise God. <laughs> he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep. Dreams upon dreams. And every time he dreamt, one wahala after the other. One wahala after the other. At a point, he was contemplating on moving from the apartment. He felt the problem was with the apartment. Praise God. I said, oh God, there's no problem here because I live here. <laughs> Praise God. I live here. He says, they have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Listen, wealth with sorrow shall not be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, when God enriches you with his blessings, you experience durable riches. Somebody say durable riches. Say durable riches. In the book of Proverbs 8.18, he said, riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. There are riches and there are durable riches. There are riches that do not fly away. In the book of Proverbs 23, verse 3 and 4, look at what he says. He said, labor not to rich, cease from thy own wisdom. Then verse 4, he says, will you set your eyes upon that which has wings? For riches certainly do it fly away. So, there are riches that can fly away, but there are riches that are enduring. In fact, in the book of Proverbs again, he says, the righteous man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Praise God. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That is generational wealth. Listen, it shall not be said of you that you are only rich in your generation. But the generations after your generation, after your generation, they shall experience supernatural wealth. Now, listen, maybe the generation you belong or the generation you were born into, nobody has built a house. But in your time and in your generation, you will be the first to build a house. You will not only build a house, but you will build multiple houses. Somebody give me a believing amen. Give me a believing amen. When God empowers you to be wealthy by his blessings, he gives you the capacity. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14, he said, Whatsoever the Lord doeth, it shall be forever. Whatsoever. Somebody say whatsoever. Whatsoever the Lord doeth shall be forever. Number three. When God enriches you with his blessings, number three. He empowers you to enjoy your wealth. Somebody say he empowers you. 
Say he empowers you. You see, it is a gift to be able to enjoy what you have. Praise God. If you have a wife and you can enjoy her, thank God. If you have children, you can enjoy them, thank God. If you have a family, you can enjoy, thank God. If you have a church, you are happy in, thank God. Not everybody with good things can enjoy it. Praise God. Not everybody. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says there is a disease which is common. There is an evil which is very common among men. <laughs> Ecclesiastes. There is an evil which is very common among men. Give me Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. There's an evil which is common among men. And that evil is such that a man to whom God had given riches. It says it's very common. Somebody says it's very common. The word common is very important to me because that is what a lot of unbelievers go through. It's very common amongst men. Verse 2. He said, a man to whom God has given what? Let's read it together. God has given what? Uh huh. Uh huh. It is an evil word. You will not suffer evil affliction. I said you won't suffer this evil affliction. There are some people, they live very, very, very fine place. Maybe Airport Hills. Praise God. But some of the homes, you'll be surprised that you go, the security person sleeps comfortable than the guy inside. Praise God. The security man is very, very comfortable. The Bible said, a man to whom God has given that he lacks nothing. Everything he desires is available. But he has not got the power to enjoy. The power to enjoy. That's why I'm provoking you to thirst for the blessing. Praise God. Because the blessing gives you the power to enjoy. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, it says, charge them, 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, charge them that are rich in the world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Somebody say all things. All things to enjoy. When God gives it to you, you can enjoy it. When he gave it to Abraham, he enjoyed it. When he gave it to Job, he enjoyed it. Satan messed up with Job only to realize that Job was going to end with a double. Listen, before the year end, double restoration is coming to someone. In the mighty name of Jesus. All things to enjoy. The Amplified verse in John chapter 10 verse 10. He said the thief comes only except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that you might have and enjoy life. Life to the full. Life in abundance until it overflows. Somebody said overflowing life. Why must your life overflow so that others can be blessed out of your life? Praise God. If you have one car, if there's an emergency, you can't give that car out. Praise God. But if you have multiple cars, people can use it for occasions. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. I see you driving multiple cars. Amen. 
Listen, it's not a sin to drive multiple cars. Maybe tomorrow we'll work on that. <laughs> Praise God. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 21 to 23. Let me show you something. <laughs> you see, you, 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 you need to have a new orientation. When it comes to kingdom finance, kingdom wealth, how you think is very, very important. The Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The reason why I'm taking my time to teach and to lay this solid foundation because poverty is not a product so much. The Bible said, he that refuseth instruction, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. So knowledge is critical. Praise God. And when it comes to kingdom finance, essentially your faith is what determines your portion. It's not your work. It's your faith. Somebody say my faith. Your faith, your faith is everybody. And for those of us who are seed of Abraham, we are only as much seed of Abraham as our faith empowers us to be. The Bible said, they who are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. That means if you are not in faith, you can't function as a child of Abraham. And you cannot enjoy the blessings of Abraham. Now let's look at this as I run up in India. Isaiah 65 verse 21 to 23. He said, they shall, Isaiah 65 please, Isaiah 65 verse 21 to 23. They shall build houses and inhabit them. Somebody say they shall build. Now, personalize it. I shall build. build. Say, I shall build houses. houses. You're only dreaming of uh, renting an apartment in a nice East Legon. No. Dream of building houses. I said dream of what? Building houses. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. Go to verse 22. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so are the days of my people. And I like the last part. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. I see you enjoying the work of your hands. Every fear of death is cancelled from your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit that makes you feel that you might die before your time. Sometimes people are not able to live their full lives. Because every now and then, you have this kind of dream. That when it comes upon you, you feel like you might not see the end of the year. Every premature appointment with death is cancelled tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will build houses and inhabit them. Shout a believing amen. Shout a believing amen. Please be seated. Number four. When God enriches you with wealth, he protects you and your household against your enemies. Sometimes when you see people who don't have anything and they are praying against their enemies, I really, really wonder. And I bind my enemies. I bind my enemies. <laughs> Praise God. 
Then your enemies are problem. <laughs> your enemies are problem. If people are jealous of you because you're a tenant, <laughs> they really have a problem. Praise God. But when you begin to walk in a certain dimension of wealth, even people who liked you before can suddenly become your enemies. Praise God. That's why God must put a head of protection around you. When Job went to check, uh, when Satan went to check Job out, he saw it. He went there, checked him out first time, checked him out second time. And he concluded, no, this guy, he's just too strong for me. Listen, after this conference, the blessing will make you too strong. I said, you are becoming too strong. You'll be too strong for the riches in your family. You become too strong from your colleagues at work. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I've checked him out. You have made a hedge around him. Not only around him, but around his house. And everything he has on every side. Listen, God will never leave you at the mercy of your enemies. You see, the blessing is God's investment in your life. And no wise investor will not seek that his investment is well protected. That's why the Bible said, upon the glory there shall be a defense. When God glorifies your life, he also puts a defense on your life. When you are driving, drive safely. When you are sleeping, sleep soundly. Because no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, he shall condemn. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Praise God. In the book of Isaiah, it said they shall associate themselves and they shall be broken in pieces. They will gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Every gathering in the realm of the spirit, in your hometown, anywhere your name is mentioned, that is not in line with God's perfect will for your life. May the fire of the Holy Ghost scatter them. In the name of Jesus. We scatter them by the fire of God tonight. In the name of Jesus. When your name is mentioned, the Holy Ghost fire shall respond. Give me a believing amen. Give me a believing amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. I'm closing in a minute. The Bible said, when God enriches you with wealth, you experience ever increasing wealth. Somebody say ever increasing wealth. You see, sometimes people live with the fear that they might lose what they have. It's one of those real fears. Have a fine family and you are living in fear that you might lose it. Have a fine wife, you are fear that you might lose it. Have a fine beloved, you are afraid that somebody might take her. Listen, that fear is unsubstantiated. God will protect your interest. The Bible said Isaac began to prosper and continuing prospering until he was very prosperous. Not without opposition. In the presence of fierce opposition. The Philistines were against him. He would dig, they would close it up. He would dig, they would close it up. But in spite of it, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became prosperous. Why? The blessing was speaking. Listen, 
beginning from this conference, the blessing will be speaking every day in your life. The blessing will be speaking loudly in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will begin to prosper. You will continue to prosper until you have become very prosperous. Stand on your feet somebody tonight. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet.